Hey, all you hot messes. We are back for, I think this is season two, technically, because we stopped for a while, but we're we're back. And this does not look like a hot mess anymore. Okay. It should. Okay. But it doesn't. All right, hot messes. Listen, I'm going to say a buzzword. I don't want anyone to get triggered. So get your buzzers ready. Burnout. Teacher burnout. Unfortunately, I believe that this phrase has become an excuse for school administrators for the amount of teachers that are leaving their classrooms. It's it's not our fault. There's nothing we can do. It's the teacher burnout. To be fair, this is not all on school administrators. I mean, listen, they've held after school meetings about how to take care of ourselves. And they also give out jeans passes. Like, what more can they do for us? But seriously, sometimes the most amazing school administrators in schools still have teachers who are burnt out. Are some personalities more susceptible to getting burnt out than others? no matter the support or respect given? Absolutely. Everyone's level is different and and that's okay. It doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just that thing of everyone has their limit. My teacher burnout was not dramatic or dangerous like it is for some of our fellow colleagues and fellow teachers. Some of you are coming from crazy experiences and traumatic work environments where burnout seems inevitable unless you have the emotions of a wooden puppet. Or you may have a similar experience like me. I worked in a really supportive school with an amazing administrator who listened and understood. I also am a person who is really good at compartmentalizing my life. I have no problem leaving work at school or flying by the seat of my pants if I didn't have a plan that day. My limit was when I had a baby and my life wasn't so easily compartmentalized anymore because I could not imagine not being home with my baby and watching him grow up. My passion was no longer the kids in my classroom, but my kid and my family. If I had stayed in my classroom, I knew I would not have enough mental capacity to to process all of my emotions from the school day and the emotional responsibility that I felt for those kids in my classroom, and then have time to be a wife, a friend, a human, a homeowner, and to figure out how to be the mom that I wanted to be for my baby. I had to walk away for a little bit because being a teacher is walking into every day, not knowing how much of yourself you're going to have to give that day. And if you can't give it all, or if you don't have it all to give, you leave feeling defeated that you're a disappointment to someone. And when that feeling becomes constant, you're burnt out. 
And today's conversation about how to avoid teacher burnout or prevent the burnout feeling is going to be an honest one. You have to be ready for it. I'm not the prevent burnout guru, okay? I'm not booking PDs at school to make you feel better about your life or cure you. These ways to dodge burning out is is just that. It's dodging it. You're not curing yourself or defeating burning out. You are taking better care of you. If, and I am saying a very big if, you are honest and truly ready to take care of yourself, then then keep listening. It's it's so easy when you listen or read these types of articles to to throw out excuses like, well, I can't do that because, or if I don't absolutely obliterate myself, then nothing will get done. That's not a fair place to put yourself in. So take an honest evaluation of yourself to see where you're at. Some of you are not in a place where you are a priority. That's that's not a bad thing. I'm not, I'm not shaming you, but you're not in a place to have this conversation. If you are at the end of your proverbial rope, and if you're ready to take care of yourself and 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 see the value of your well-being as an entire entity, then then let's talk. Let's let's chat. These ways are going to be a daily, maybe minute-by-minute, second-by-second decision or intentions, reprioritizing the things in our lives that are actually worthy of being prioritized, of our time and thoughts. It, and it's a hard thing to do in the moment, but we have to if we're dodging all the crap turds teaching can throw at us. Talk to someone who you can be vulnerable with. And that's my first way to dodge this teacher burnout. It's important to have someone you can do this with in your school because they get it. They just got that same email or they have dealt with that family or that student before. They might not be in your building, but maybe even having another teacher to debrief, cry, shout, laugh, or throw your hands up in disgust It's so important. Do not ever feel like you cannot feel like everything is wonderful. You know those people, right? Where everything is wonderful all the time, no matter how much the school day sucks, everything is awesome. It's amazing. And they're on the verge of a mental breakdown. Because listen, life sucks sometimes. It's okay to admit that. It's okay to be the teacher that is a human and has feelings emotions are beautiful things and not meant to stay inside of us, especially if you are pretending to be happy, 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 and joy, 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 when everything inside of you is screaming doom, gloom, and boo. That's that's what we call toxic behavior. Find someone who you can be safe with to be yourself and to let it all out listen to each other, love each other, cover for each other. It's so much easier to not be 100% when you have someone who is ready to cover for you. My second way that I found to avoid that teacher burnout is, is be a human outside of a teacher. You are a human being who happens to teach. Teaching is not your entire personality, or your whole persona. This this is your job. 
Maybe you're really passionate about teaching. Great. Awesome. That's, that's great. But you need to realize that you have a life outside of the classroom or you should. Life is in session. That's right. This turned into a very inspirational talk. I think of this example from one of my friends who is a photographer She is the most amazing photographer of weddings and families and life. She loves photography. And whenever anyone needed a cute photo or wanted a moment at a dinner captured, everyone would look at our photographer friend to get the right angle, lighting and filter and moment. It was it was one of those nights where everyone wanted their picture taken and looking to her to get her camera and take the magic bunny shots while we were out enjoying a night together as friends. And she confided to me later that she hates that she is a photographer because she missed out on a night with her friends and that she didn't get to be a woman who has fun with her friends because she's just a photographer. And and that broke my heart. She loves photography But being a photographer was not her whole identity. She recognized herself as so much more and needed others, her friends, to do the same. You are a whole human with passions, whether it's exercising, and that's not for me, but it's fine, or expressing yourself artistically through music or painting, home renovations, baking, finding the best craft brewery in your area, dancing. There is so much more to you than the four walls in your classroom. And and what a beautiful thing to be able to bring your passions into your classroom. Or you can keep those totally separate and safe as your thing. But find your things. Try it out. It, it might be fun. Okay? Try it. My third piece of advice is to have a daily routine and schedule. I am not great at this. This took forever and I'm still you know what? Jesus is still working on me, okay? But the easiest way to stay on track is to have a routine and schedule that is within the boundaries of reality. If you work better in the morning, get up at five, work out, have a good breakfast, get to school at seven and prep, do your teacher thing, and then leave at 3.30. Or if you're more of an afternoon person, sleep in and work till 4.30 or get to school when you're contracted to and leave when you're contracted to. Whatever the schedule is for you, have a schedule for yourself that is as strict as the bell schedule in your school. Schoolwork, this is going to be a hard one for some of you, schoolwork should stay at school. Do not bring that trash home. Nuh-uh. Don't do it because it's either not going to get done and then you're going to feel guilty about it. It's going to sit there and stare at you or you're just going to do it in your home. Don't. None of this, like, I have to stay late to do. No, no, you don't. You don't. If you use your time wisely during your teacher time, then it can be done tomorrow. Or you have to be okay with saying it's not going to get done today. And that's okay. I want everybody to say that with me. It's not going to get done today. And that's okay. Also, in your schedule, make sure that you have time for you to have personal time. Work out. I'm I'm not going to lecture you on the scientific studies that have been done to show how important exercise is, but it is so important. And I'm not talking about like 
a crazy intense CrossFit workout. It could be a walk, Pilates, yoga, meditation, anything, whatever it is, move your body. It also leads to getting better sleep. Go to bed on time. Set your phone across the room on do not disturb so you're not distracted at night. I'm, I'm still working on that one. That one's hard. That one's hard. My next piece of advice is just understand the power of no. It's, it's okay to say no. You know in your heart of hearts the situations and responsibilities that you have to say no to. It's okay. No one's going to be mad at you for saying no if you need to. And if they are, then their place in your life should be reevaluated. This was never something I was good at. I am a people pleaser forever and ever. I cannot not say no. I have to say yes to everything because I have a crippling fear of being a disappointment to anyone. I've said no a few times, okay? And, and, and I'm here to tell the tale. <laughs> I, I lived through it. But seriously, there is power in no when you need to. Don't feel like you have to explain yourself either. No, thank you, period. And that's a sentence. Therapy. Therapy is, is a thing that we should be normalizing and talking about. Most of us in the education system have pretty good healthcare coverage. Therapy is a beautiful thing and something that everyone should be doing. There's also wonderful apps like the Calm app or even workout apps like Peloton that do meditation and breathing exercises. Never, never underestimate the power of a deep breath and shifting your focus away from whatever is bringing you stress. My next piece of advice is just have a reality check. And this, and this may sound really, really silly, but I feel like it's important to rec- recognize that not every day is going to be a great day. You know those days that you you get into your car, roll down those windows and crank up the happiest tunes, just like, you know, it's the slow-mo, hair in the wind. It's just, ah, feel that happiness. Yeah, not every day is going to be a good day or have good moments. Bad days happen. And I think the most powerful thing we can do is we can acknowledge them we can, we can feel them. We can wake up the next morning and do it all again. But with the reality check that we cannot fix everything or do it all, you are one precious human who is trying to save the world all by your lonesome. And that's, that's heavy. You cannot save the world. Fix the education system save your students, reach or impact or meet every need of those students, or be a functional human without understanding that you need support. We need to understand that we can only do so much just because admin or, or the school boards or out-of-touch politicians expect teachers to perform miracles every day in their classrooms. That does not mean that you are obligated to. These groups need a reality check as much as we do in those moments where we're defeated by disappointment of not doing the impossible in our classrooms and then trying to function as human beings outside of our classrooms. In the words of Kris Jenner, 
you're doing amazing, sweetie. At the end of the day, if this profession is burning you out, you are a shell of a human, it, it might be time to evaluate your values and what you want your life to look like. If that means taking a break from the classroom or or quitting to do something else, then then that's what it means. Please, 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 please do not misinterpret my meaning as quit. Every teacher should quit. We're all quitting. Let's do it. Every That's good for everyone. Once you quit, your life will be fulfilled and you'll be happy. That's not what I'm saying at all. If that's what is best for you, then do it. If staying and figuring out how to handle your anxiety and stress is for you, then do that. But if the word quit or being labeled as a quitter is the reason you are staying, please understand that quitting is not always negative. Maybe you're quitting because you recognize your self-worth, or maybe it's to go find your true purpose. Maybe you're quitting a toxic school environment and a toxic school staff or a toxic workplace just to walk into an uplifting and empowering workplace. Maybe you're a quitter because it means you've reprioritized your life and and the people around you who make you feel like you are worthy. I feel like there's so much shame in the word quit or being labeled a quitter, but sometimes it can be the most beautiful thing. 